Hi. Welcome back to another another episode episode of It's for the Table. We are the women of It's for the Table. And we want to bring a little something for everybody. That's right. To To this this table. table. We're here to share our experiences as authentically as we would at a Sunday brunch with each other. Unafraid to shine a light on topics otherwise kept in the dark. We're unapologetic. A little bit messy. But so ready to own our stories. So take an hour. Take off your bra. If if you're you're wearing wearing one, one. Grab your drink of choice. And let's be heard. Together. I really thought I was going to mess this up because it's been about three weeks since I did that <laughs> intro. It was really good. It was probably your best one yet in the past like couple of weeks. Okay. You don't have to feed my ego. I'm not. I'm genuinely not. Because when you were reading it, I like I wasn't reading some of the it. sections. Or when you were like reciting it. it. Reciting it. Um, I don't read it. Okay. <laughs> Small flex. <laughs> mm. I am drinking tea today. I don't feel very well. Why? How are you feeling? Just my stomach, you know? Oh, period. Yeah. Mm. You know, the things that we have to experience. We actually just had a conversation about this before we started recording because I had a little heated episode where I realized that men never have to experience the (laughs) menstrual cycle, like ever. It's annoying. They should. I guess they deal with like the women in their lives on the menstrual cycle, but then they complain about that as well. So (laughs) (laughs) gotta love it. So um, if you missed it, Last week's episode was episode 46, and it was called Confidence is Key, something that I don't have right now because I don't feel good. But Confidence is Key is about, um, you know, trying to regain your confidence in a non-corny way. I think there's a lot of, like, self-help out there that's, like, if you, like, wake up really early and you, like, tell yourself in the mirror that you're just, like, beautiful and you can own the world, sometimes that doesn't happen, and sometimes you got to go through shit to find the confidence that you need. So last week, Lissa and I talked about uh, that journey for ourselves. Um, if you are not, you should be following us on all of our social media platforms. We are on Instagram and TikTok and on Twitter at it's for the table. We do have a Facebook page. Please like it. And if you are enjoying, enjoying our podcast, please share with a friend, share with a friend, um, leave us a review and let us know what you think. Wait, can I say something? Oh my God. Always. (laughs) I... (laughs) I haven't really been that active on Twitter lately, like even on my personal page. And I used to pride myself because I personally thought I was funny on Twitter. Yeah. And I, I changed one of my prompts on Hinge, the dating app. This is, <laughs> it, this will make sense. I promise. I changed one of the prompts to just let whoever liked me or matched with me know that I, I'm already funnier than them. Like oh, I, I just, love that. I just wanted to put it out there. Like, um, I'm funny. I'm the funny one. And ever since then, I haven't been able to think of one fucking funny t- tweet. And I'm like, did I jinx my funniness? I feel I like I'm not funny did. anymore. Like, I just like, I go through like my day and I'm like, I, I'm not funny. No, you know what? You're right now. You're like morbid funny. Your funny um, comes from just like putting yourself down. Self-deprecating. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's like, <laughs> to, say, to say it lightly. <laughs> I just don't like, I was like, I said I was funny and I'm like, I <laughs> I haven't said one funny thing in my whole life speaking of self-deprecating um we took a, <laughs> we took a break last week um and we just wanted to talk about it because it's normal to take a break it's normal to feel overwhelmed and stressed and just like we would have taken a couple weeks if possible but <laughs> <laughs> we just we wanted to hold ourselves accountable and we really do love recording it's just yeah it's, like i said i said in the, the video that i posted on our story that everyday life and the everyday responsibilities of life unfortunately it does trickle into like things that you want to do and there's just like not enough hours in the day also right. i think i'm personally having a hard time adjusting 
back to normalcy. Yeah. And so when I had an ample amount of time before yeah. to record with you and we had just the whole days to spend together and that's what I was so used to for so long. And then sure. going back into the real world and like, it's hard. To, yeah. And adjusting to like life again yeah. and working and just like the everyday routine that we were doing before. Right. It just feels weird not having ample amount of free no, time. No. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think a lot of people are feeling that too, just because, you know, oh, we're vaccined. Yes. Yes. Oh. That's, I think that's a nice little update. We ended up uh, getting the vaccine together, you know. So I'm going to. Friends, s- friends that vaccine together stay together. And I'm going to change my hinge to vaxxed and waxed. Because <laughs> I think that's like the. She, she has. That's like the pickup line of like 2021. Yeah, like that's she hasn't it, stopped saying that for the past. Like Nobody has laughed when weeks. I said it. Like nobody has like really. I laugh, laugh every yeah, time. Yeah, but you laugh like no matter what, you're my friend. Oh. No, not not no matter what. But anyways, we are vaccinated. So I think that's a whole nother thing, too, about this, like, you know, second vaccinated. Like, we're, we're, yeah, full, we're fully, we're, fully we're good. Yeah. And waxed. I'm not waxed, but I will be. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, so I think that's another thing that comes into play. It's like now that we're we're both vaccinated and we feel a little bit more comfortable to kind of extend ourselves into whether it's traveling or seeing certain people or you know getting a little bit more involved with work face to face um especially for me it's just it's just weird it's just like a we we've we did it for a whole year we had to you know hold ourselves back and kind of get used to this like being stuck inside and all these zooms and all this kind of like you know um, new forms of relationships via the internet to now okay we're kind of allowed to go out a little bit again we're seeing more people out like businesses are coming back up people are getting busy and it's kind of like a it's like a shock to your system yeah i think um because i i've said before on the podcast that i was someone that was thriving in the beginning of quarantine especially yeah. the first time around and i know that a lot of like people that deal with depression and anxiety are so accustomed to change and that's just like is you're always in survival mode so yeah. i think we were able to like personally like you know i'd suffer from anxiety and depression i was able to adjust more and yeah. i think those people that were thriving in quarantine i think are now having the harder time oh, for adjusting sure. to life because it just it, it's so weird to go from one extreme to the next constantly right. but it's like this one extreme you just realize it was the extreme that wasn't serving you in your life because you're just like on a yeah. hundred for eight days a week and you finally just had a time to chill and you realize that maybe it's not what you want to do to be yeah. on a hundred constantly. So. Yeah. And, and also I think it's, um, it, they say it, it takes pretty much a year to get used to something new, mm-hmm. like fully. Oh, wow, and here, here we are, we're used to a whole year. Literally. Of I was so and, used to right. It. And now that you're used to it, we yeah. have to like reset again, which is which like, is good, which is amazing. Like I'm happy that everybody's getting vaccine and like, we are like, hopefully on the, like seeing hope on, on the, the horizon. horizon. It's and, just yeah. personally affecting me harder than i expected it to right i guess so we are back and we're excited to record um and here we are we're going to record so excited even if, even if we don't sound it <laughs> <laughs> episode 47 it's going to be about uh toxicity toxic relationships toxic friendships and kind of identifying uh what makes it toxic and like what are the warning signs because sometimes you really don't know that their warning signs are ahead of you and they may be happening right now um and it takes it takes having to hear it out loud to realize it. Do you ever hear that um, saying that like you should, if you're a writer, you should write what you know. And if you're talking about something, you should talk about what you know. If there's anything <laughs> I know in my life, it is toxic relationships. I attract them. I love them. I thrive on them. Thrive on them. Before, I mean, pre-therapy. Hello. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, this is, the, this is the morbid human humor coming out. <laughs> no, I just, I have been around toxic and know enough about toxic to know that I don't want it for my future and to now like I can spot it easily. I think it has propelled my standards maybe too high to some degree, but I will never put myself in those situations again. But I will say that when I was in those situations, it was the hardest thing to do to get out of them. But leaving is the hardest thing to do until you do it. Yeah. And then when you reflect back on it, you're able to like your eyes are so much more open. You can see clearer, clearer. Yeah. But it is very hard to not to to leave those situations. And I do empathize with people that stay in toxic relationships. I, I get it. I was there. I stayed for yeah. years and years and years in multiple relationships and in multiple shitty situations where I was gaslighted or gaslit. Yeah. What's what's gaslit? Gaslit. <laughs> Yes, I can't. Gas. I was gaslighted. I was gaslit. <laughs> All right. No, continue. You were going on I, such a nice rant. It. I'm, not, I'm not saying fuck anything it. ever she's, again. She's done with it. I'm done. I'm walking off this show. <laughs> act, act like it's a full production. We're in my kitchen. Um, she's walking off the show, guys. Okay. Take a uh, take a left out of the living room and a right past the first bathroom, and there you go. There's your exit. <laughs> No, but I mean, I think everybody has experienced some form of toxicity in their life. And mm-hmm. it is really shocking when you don't realize it's happening until after the fact. Well, you have people in your life that kind of pointed out to you. And I know in my personal experience, when my friends have pointed it out to me, I only got mad at them. No, yeah. And for sure. I justified it to no end. Because like I said, like when you're in it, like obviously you have to, I, I was trying to convince myself yeah like in the process of convincing my friends I'm like no you just don't get it you don't see us when we're together like i'm right. telling you to make sense like a uh, short-term sacrifice long-term goal was what yeah. one ex would say to me yeah um and then i would just repeat everything that like the person that was saying to me to make me believe them yeah. i was then taking his words and telling my friends like see like you're just like you're just you just don't get it well the relationship ends up becoming a a, a scorecard Right. You're kind of like tallying what are the good parts that happen mm-hmm. and trying to make sure that the things that are positive in your life are like outnumbering the bad things in that relationship. And yeah. that's just I mean, the, the good, the, talk the good about a all... mental breakdown when yeah. you get to that point, that stage of the relationship. Oh, God, that's and I, scary. And we've talked about like red flags, like the funny red flags. We did a whole episode on it. Yeah. Check it out. But there are so much more subtler, subtle, subtler red flags that. <laughs> Fuck you. Two for two. But keep going. I, I just, I'm like too tired to talk right now. You're lucky I'm even doing this, okay? <laughs> just kidding. Oh, wait, wait. That's the, that's, that's the second threat. The second threat of walking off of this quote unquote no, show. There are more subtle red flags that you experience day to day. You're just not recognizing them as yeah. red flags. Like I know if you're talking, like if you're one, if you're finding yourself lying to your close friends about a relationship and maybe not telling them the full story because you don't want them to think certain of the person that you're with and you're trying to like protect them while also like I used to, I didn't tell my friends half the shit what was happening um, in my relationships because I just didn't want them to judge. Mm -hmm. And I just knew I couldn't handle the judgment. Also, if you're having conversations, like my friends would ask me like, okay, like what's your, um, what's your limit? Like what's your deadline kind of like, how, how far are you going to take this? Like the ultimatum. Yeah. When when is the end game? And And I would, tell them oh if it's still happening in six months like yeah. I, i'll leave and well because in your mind you're like okay that's long enough for for you to pretend that you think it's going yeah. to get better and i just and i 
was also crying in the shower and that's a huge red flag to me <laughs> yeah. even though i do that on the regular basis it's my own i i know why i'm doing you it. cry it's for like, you you don't yeah, cry for anybody else right but it's like crying because you feel stuck or like you're just not the basically oh you know when there's something missing and you know when something's just not right and no matter what way you try and twist it and turn yeah. it it if it's missing it's toxic and it's just you it's just not for you it's not for you that's the whole episode that's, that's all i'm gonna say like that's, a, that's, that's just kidding. okay oh my Sorry, you, i mean you like can talk i'm like you've experienced toxic relationships too oh yeah yeah for sure oh yeah yeah is that how i sound that's how you just sound it yeah okay so so is it my turn to walk off the show <laughs> because no. you just so speaking of toxic relationships <laughs> jk um i think i've experienced more toxic more toxic relationships in friendships versus like sexual partners isn't that weird like i of course i mean of course i've experienced like like i think i everybody has that one person right that Mm -hmm. they're just like yeah that person fucked me up and i do have that one person and um obviously we weren't meant to be together shit happened but I think my toxic friendships outnumber that. Okay. Okay. So we'll, all right. So I'm the expert on toxic relationships and you're the expert <laughs> on toxic friendships. Love so that. we'll start with toxic <laughs> relationships. Uh, I, oh, there's, where do you even start with them? Should we start with toxic friendships? <laughs> They're both bad. We either start with a bad one or a, or a bad one. <laughs> That's true. Well, just, okay. Here's the thing. What were your warning signs when it came to a toxic relationship? Like what, what were, what were things that you started to pick up that you realized was like the end of the road for that relationship? See, like I, mm. a big one for me when it came to my toxic relationship was jealousy. Like the jealousy hit like in, like in, like an undeniable breaking point where the jealousy turned into like insanity. And I mean that in a way where you, you constantly caught, like I constantly caught myself and I'm sure he did as well. Making up these crazy scenarios of where I was or what I was doing or where he was or what he was doing, because I was so jealous of the idea that he could be doing that with somebody else right. because we didn't have any type of stability. That's actually a really good one. Cause I feel like when you find your person, like even if you're a jealous person, it kind of fades away and you just feel secure. Like it, and that, that could be the initial red sign. Yeah. Like I saw myself like trying to find whatever I could on social media about his exes or just like trying to find out kind of anything. And then these stories I was telling yes, in my it, head yes. made me fucking crazy. And That's what like, I'm saying. You turn, you, you just turn insane. And then, I never had anything to worry about, but it's just like, I just, there was, I didn't feel secure in other areas. So yeah. it was trickling into everything else. Um, I know I also started to kind of, not i started to lie about who i was and yeah. just like kind of fit myself into the mold of what i thought he wanted so and that I, that what you just said is like one of the number one from the research that i did one of the number one trains traits of realizing you're in a toxic relationship with when either you are trying to change yourself for that person or that person is changing is wanting to you to change for themselves yeah and i i found my like i was just i was dressing differently and i'm like i ew i it was i was i don't know i was trying to dress like a little bit more like plain jane i just wasn't like my my good friend ashley was who was with friends with me through past like 10 years so she saw me through everything she's just like 
she couldn't get on board with it. She's like, Alyssa, this just isn't you. Like, I didn't yeah. want to go out anymore. Like, I thought I was like too good to go out. But if I was going out, like, I was just like, oh my God, like I should be with him. Like, I was just like not a, I was not someone I would like, but yeah. I just couldn't help it. I was like, I just wasn't able to be myself because I was so worried that no matter what I did, I was going to lose the relationship and lose yeah. him. So it was just like very conditional and based on just contingencies that I thought I had to compromise myself. Ugh, isn't that the worst? Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I think, so I think there's, there's, there's always good that comes with changing, but it depends how it's, how you're changing. So like, I know I changed when like Jeff and I started dating and when we became serious and all that stuff, but like for the better, like when you right. change, you change because you're, 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 you're kind of molding what your single life was prior to what it is now when, when it comes to partnering with somebody that you want to dedicate, whether it's a year, two years or a lifetime with. So th that's, I think there's a difference between changing and hiding. Ooh. like you can change for the better 100 percent. i and i do uh, think that you bring out the best in people mm -hmm. when you're with your person and it brings the best in yourself you but when you're hiding you make a good you point and what you, you normally do wow. or to, to to you're hiding your true colors and your true personality yeah, yeah. wow Ew. and you don't even realize like it's the little things that you didn't realize you were hiding like i didn't think me dressing differently was me hiding how i really want to dress i just was doing what i thought i should be doing to please them like i've never been able to be 100 percent myself with people with yeah. with the people and it's and it's also like after therapy and like i realized that there's so much um psychology behind like the partners you choose and the issues that keep arising like you keep if you keep having the same like track record of a certain of a certain kind of person you have to look at why you're attracted to them because you could be trying to um solve issues that you had during childhood that you don't know are in your subconscious like i i blame partially like my father is daddy issues on the <laughs> guys i the guys i choose yeah but i can't i couldn't think of why because they're nothing like my dad and like they're they they're successful they're reliable they're yeah. they're they're just like good people whereas like my dad was like never like super nurturing he wasn't really there and i realized that i am going after people that i know are emotionally unavailable because i'm seeking their validation which is the validation my dad never gave me like i'm always constantly looking for some, one of these unavailable men to choose that, me and to love me oh uh, was that Pick me choose, choose me love, love me. me so i realized like that's why i go after these these like narcissistic yeah guys that pick their careers and pick everything else over me because i'm trying to like prove to them that i'm worthy because i my dad never thought I was worthy enough of this security oh stability. I know. So like, that's why was but, that, was that an aha moment that you had in therapy? Uh, it was kind of just, it was during my self reflecting therapy. It was probably one of the last guys I dated, which, you know, um, was in the summer and I, oh, yeah. and I, Fuck that guy. He, he reminded me just like my ex. He was, he was so great. He brought out different things. And I was like, wow, this guy's wasn't so great. funny. He's good looking. He He's wasn't successful. And I'm just like, I already he felt my, I felt the jealousy coming. I was, it, it was, and I, I liked him so much at first. Yeah. And it was like kind of scary, but I realized that he just was emotionally, he was a fucking tool. Like, yeah. and he, he was just somebody that was always going to like, just give me enough. And that's like, and I think that's was one of the, another tell, tell telling red flags is that my exes just gave me enough to keep me on. They just did like, once you like, once they got me hooked, they would just like kind of feed me pieces to keep me hanging on to where yeah. I wouldn't think anything of it. And I was driving myself fucking actually right. crazy. Yeah. I just said I, a lot. I, no, no, but I, I, I'm just reflecting because I remember that doesn't seem like that long ago, but like, I remember when that happened mm -hmm. and it's so, it's not funny, but I think it's really eye opening when these situations happen and they, they, 
listen, they can happen to men as well, but I think the majority ends up happening to women where they're being strung along like this mm-hmm. when you are affected by a toxic person. And I've been I've been guilty of calling women whether it's on a tv show crazy. or yes i'm telling you I, and it, it's and very rare that they're actually fucking crazy yes they were made they were made to they be were crazy. made to, to feel crazy and it's and that's actually one of like that's one of my trigger words when it comes to when me and my husband fight mm-hmm. like if jeff says the word crazy like i I see red and I'm like, I'm going to show you crazy. <laughs> right. Like I, I have, there's done, no reason for somebody to be called crazy. And it's just, it's just, I have acted in very, very crazy manners. Oh, yeah. And I have, I have been disgusted with myself with things that I've done and things yeah. that I've said, just like being put in those situations. But I promise you like me being in those that like crazy in that, in that moment, you like, there's so much more to the story. Like I, like, yeah. I, I was justified in how I felt like I just wanted someone to hear me and yeah. be like, Hey, like I, I'm, I'm actually not crazy. Like you're fucking keeping me a secret. You're not giving me what I deserve. You're, right. you're, you're lying to me. Like you're, you're not being honest. Yeah. And it, just, yeah. It, it just, it's a buildup. Yeah. And I just, and sometimes like if you're with like toxic people more nine times out of 10, they're mass manipulators and they're serial manipulators right. and they know exactly what the fuck they're doing. They know what seeds they are planting in your head. Yeah. And you think that's like, that even sounds crazy for me to say, but there's people out there that just like are just emotionally unavailable mm-hmm. and don't know how to love and don't know how to be loved. And you just get swept up in their tornado of toxicity and you start to just feed off it. And just like you, you, you do some crazy shit. You think crazy right. because like you, it just, it's also, it's involved. It's involving one of the most, powerful intense emotions that anybody could literally ever experience that actually okay another red flag (laughs) if they are and if you are in love and in like so quickly and everything is so fast and so good in the beginning and it just you're just like wow this is going so fast but it feels so good too much of anything is not a good thing. Yeah, slow it, it down. It's like and Bring it's just yourself like, back to reality. A re- like there's a reason why it's go- it's moving to that. And I don't know. It just I'm falling in love is a beautiful and powerful thing, and it can be so intense. But there's also just there's no harm in taking things slow. Like you just you realize that you're putting literally every single egg that you have into someone else's basket, and you do yeah. it so soon, and it's just and then it becomes like a game of power, and yeah. it just. Falling in love is really easy. Staying in love for the right reasons and I think, is the hardest thing ever. And a lot of toxic people, they really do put their um, emotions all up yeah. front and they show you what life can be with them. And they, it, it's, it's part of the manipulation. Yeah. Retweet. Great. Like I'm not like, never mind. I'm not even, I'm not going to justify what I just said. I just said what I said and I don't care. Well, yeah. Well, it's also it's how you feel. It's your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> don't get toxic on me oh no i was just, i because like the the person who's because like i've been with good people like i'm not saying that they're all bad but oh it, no I, I think there's a difference between being with somebody that you like the personalities just didn't match up right there's there's right, situations where you right. like somebody and it's like hey we ended up fighting because like we just we did like we didn't believe in the same things we we ended up clashing uh work was more important than the relationship and those situations are like okay you tried it and it 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 just didn't work and i think that's very different than being with somebody who is like just affecting your personality your mental health without you even realizing and without to be honest maybe the person the toxic person doesn't realize how toxic they are like everybody is 
I've been toxic. Every right, everybody's like I've been the toxic person in a relationship. How to love and how to be loved. Yeah, and like, taking on someone else's emotion and someone else's like happiness—that's a lot to put on your fucking shoulders. Like that's not anybody else's responsibility either. Like yeah. you could just be toxic because you just haven't figured out yourself yet. You haven't loved yourself. Like right. I. I've definitely been toxic in my, especially in my high school like relationship. Like that yeah. didn't even count. I was fucking 14 and 15 years old. Like I didn't know how to maneuver someone else's feelings or yeah. love or any of that stuff. But I, I don't think it's always intentional. And if you are with someone that's hurting you in intention intentionally, then they're a true psychopath, sociopath, narcissist, fuck face, <laughs> douchebag leave. But I know it's a lot easier because they do something that's toxic and that hurts you and that, you know, like you feel it in your gut is wrong. And then you guys have a perfect weekend together and then you guys go out to brunch and you go to the beach and you just have like a cuddle sesh and the sex is so good because it's, uh, there's so much passion yeah. and that does make up for that. Those little bit of toxic that, moments. Again, but- it goes back to the relationship becoming a scorecard and you're tallying the good things to outweigh the bad things. Yeah. But the good, the good gets like extra points. They're like, Oh, I know this is so right. shitty, but it's only going to count as one point. But if we it's have like, like you're a hitting really the wild card, you hit a wild yeah. card in Uno and you're like, this is it. This is double the point. Yeah. The, the, he's just so amazing. Right. I know. So red flag guys, very, uh, very, very big red flag. If you're in a relationship and you're keeping a scorecard between the good and the bad, and if any part that's, of relationship that's is not a good. secret, you like that that's toxic in itself. Yeah. Wow. You just said a lot. Now, have you ever experienced toxic friendships? Oh yeah. But I think I think what you're really good at is you don't let like like people fuck with you. See, which is weird. Cause like I, I think when it I'm, comes to friendships, what, I was, I was, I was just gonna say, I think my guard is a little bit more. Up you didn't let me finish my <laughs> sentence. Cause I really, I really, I, I, I think when it comes to friends, I am a judge, good judge of character yeah. and I'm very selective with who I let in. Right. Friend wise. Like right. I'm, I'm pretty private. And you also, uh, unless hold, I have sex you with also you. hold then grudges like, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, take all the wild cards you need. <laughs> no, but you're also very, you're very, um, I don't think this is this in a bad way. I don't think I hold. Ju- I don't think I hold grudges. Not not okay. Maybe grudge is the bad word, but you. My memory is top tier. I'll never fucking forget <laughs> anything. But I, I like. I I I feel like I'm pretty forgiving. I've been extremely Can you forgiving. Let me finish. I'm not attacking no, you. Yes, you are. I feel attacked. I'm not. I'm breaking I'm, out of hot. I'm literally trying to give you a compliment. I don't hear it. Okay, so in my situation, I am a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So I get anxiety about letting people down from a friendship perspective if it puts me into an inconvenience convenience but does that make sense i don't know yeah i'm trying to like think about like an example but if i'm not willing to do something or i don't or i don't feel like doing it i will still do it to please Uh, yeah the person because they're my friend and i don't know how to say no Mm -hmm. but with you what i appreciate about you is if there's somebody who crosses your path that could be an acquaintance or a friend or somebody that you meet and they kind of do something that isn't in agreement to like what you believe in or what you stand for or just like what you vibe with you'll remember that forever you'll give that person a second chance but you you don't push that boundary with them anymore mm. and oh, yeah. it's not holding a i guess grudge was the bad word it but was. like you just okay i fucking <laughs> admitted it that grudge was a bad word but i i appreciate that that's what you can do with people because you set you create a boundary for that right. person Correct. and i'm still trying to learn how to put up boundaries when it comes to f- friendships or people that i know are just toxic for well me so i think i have kind of i guess 
love backwards in a sense where I like my friendships are everything to me. And, mm-hmm. and I've, since I was only kind of in like toxic, not serving me unhealthy relationships, I was never able to be my full self to the person I'm intimate with. Yeah. Whereas like my friends see everything everything i like they they see the worst and the best and the drunk and the sad and like i've never emotional i've never i i i for the most part in friendships i am me 100 percent, and they also see like the bitch side of me like everybody like and i just appreciate when someone loves me for me in in those areas so i just have such a high regard for my friendships yeah and so my standards for friends are i guess higher because like i in my head i already have it twisted that like i can't be myself in a relationship because they're not going to love me. Right. Where in your, fr- where it's different if, in a, in a yeah, friendship. Where, yeah, yeah. Where my friendships, like they're only right. going to love me if they see who I am. Right. And I, and I just, your friendships more open turn with into like a sisterhood or a brotherhood. Right. So I, I think that's probably why I have less toxic yeah. experience with friends. Although sure. I've, it was when I was younger, I've had more toxic friendships, but yeah. is there one specifically that you're thinking of that you want to talk about an experience or um, just like in general? I think I I definitely have a few. I have like different, I have different scenarios of these. And some of them are like people that I'm like, yo, that person was the worst. I couldn't believe they did that. And then there's other scenarios where I'm like, I I, like, I pity them. I know. It's so, because when you're, when you're Mm -hmm. talk, when people are toxic, like, yeah, they can be really shitty, but like at the end of the day, like they're still human and like there's something going on with their personal life that isn't working out. I mean, I remember having a roommate in college and this person and I like grew up together. Like I just knew her from uh, us being like a grade school. Um, and it was one of the situations where like I needed a roommate and she needed a roommate and we were just like, Oh, this kind of like works out. Yeah. Literally it just like worked out. Um, and I didn't think twice about it because like I grew up knowing her. Yeah. Um, and we were just in very different paths in our lives at the moment where I was just like a workaholic. I was Uh grinding through college, trying to make as much money to pay off, uh, you know, my tuition at the same time, like trying to start a career for myself because, you know, studying, studying photography, like that's not a promising career. So I was just, I I was so hyper-focused on getting as many internships and opportunities Uh and landing a full job during college and, I'm also like, I, I, I can admitted, openly admittedly say this, that I know that I am a control freak Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's a little bit too much where if I'm living with somebody, like I'm, I'm very particular about my things and like if I'm putting money into a place, I don't want them to be destroyed and I want them to be respected and like, I just hate a fucking, I hate a fucking dirty place. I hate it. Like there's no need for that. Um, and we just were on two different completely like different mindsets of like I was trying to jump start my career and trying to be responsible and that person just wanted to live I guess the college life or just take things a little bit easier and I guess we just we couldn't read each other and right it became really toxic like to the point where like I I dreaded coming home I would stay at the office until like 10 o'clock at night Cause like you walking on eggshells around. Yes. And it was, yes, it was walking on eggshells. It was like avoiding arguments and like, it sucked because so I, we had like a huge townhome. Right. It was like three stories and I would just lock myself in the room because I was like, I just don't want to see this person. I just want to interact. I just, and it sucked because I feel like a lot of like my comfortability and my, um, relaxation was taken from me just because 
of those eggshells and just like mm-hmm. having to avoid that confrontation or just like any type of bicker or anything do what i wonder if she was internalizing as much as you were because like i feel like we're very sensitive emotional creatures too (laughs) to where like there's people that really don't give a fuck about like someone else and like their boundaries and their their eggshells that they're walking there's just no consideration they just sure go about life and like i just i wouldn't be able to have someone in my life that would be like that either like no consideration for me and you also um like have you ever met those people that just like even a conversation with them they just suck the fucking life out of you oh my god and yes. they can't stop talking about themselves and it's just like yeah. it is literally exhausting like i i i i've been around those people and i sp- and i can easily spot yeah. them out now based on one conversation sure. i'm like nothing in me would want everyone yeah. that person as my friend. i think this person was that this person didn't talk a lot about themselves in like a narcissistic way i just think they were very insecure and also i knew that that this person had a toxic relationship okay and i had to interact with this toxic person because we live together so that person automatically was always in my home Mm -hmm. and like no matter how how much me and that roommate didn't get along i knew that she deserved so much better than what this asshole was doing to her right so it was kind of like toxic person on top of toxic person Uh And you were just like, she was probably projecting like onto you. Like, and right. Was, yeah. And it just, yeah. To- like hurt people, hurt people. Of course. And when you're in a toxic relationship, like you can't be naive to think that you're only with a toxic person and you're, and you're not carrying any of that toxicity. Oh yeah, you're for a, sure. I, I, all right. I'm just going to general apology to anybody I was interacting with for anywhere between, I would say maybe 2017 to about, yeah uh yesterday (laughs) (laughs) to about 2019 yeah i would say 2019 i i i was just not myself i was irritable like i said like you you can't think that you are like you're you you take in you're not a you're not a vacuum you're only you're not only just like sucking in and holding it in like you if someone's toxic to you like that does trickle into who you are uh, and it changes you absolutely without you realizing and then that trickles into how you affect with your other relationships yeah. and your family and your friends. And yeah. I was just not a good person. Yeah. I mean, I was, I think I was very toxic last year. And I think to a lot of people, I was the toxic person, especially in like right. a, a, like I would say in like a work, the work environment that I was in last year, like I obviously wasn't happy and my ha- unhappiness obviously trickled on other people. And I'm sure I was the toxic person for other people where they were like, it's just, it's hard to be around that person because they're just not happy. And like, yeah that that's hard right that's, that's like hard 100%. that's fucking yeah. hard to admit but then you have to be okay with being the toxic person in someone oh, yeah. else's story like it is like oh yeah it, like it's like the way that we can empathize with toxic people most toxic people mm-hmm. like some people that still have a soul and a conscience yeah um it's just that knowing that they are going through their own shit too yeah and i as much as you you can only control you so just stay away yeah it's hard i think i i think i'm the opposite of you where how you give everything no what was it you give everything into friendships yeah oh so maybe we're the same then i don't know because i put up no there's a reason you're married and i'm single yeah but i think i just got lucky (laughs) (laughs) like i just i I think i just got lucky because but i just like my my circle of friends have have for more or less have been the same circle of friends for quite a while. Yeah. And that's not to say like, I'm not someone that just like took some friends from high school and like, just, I felt obligated to stay friends with them. Like I truly love my, the circle yeah. of friends I have and they're, they're good people. I think I just opened my circle up too much. 
because my closest closest friends uh-huh. are not are never toxic to me they're gonna tell me how it is yeah but i think i open up my circle to allowing more people to be less acquaintances and more friends Mm -hmm. and that fucks me up too right when you and especially when you aren't confident in setting boundaries right and and knowing the standards that you have for friendship because in in like romantic relationships i always did that i always had my wall up i always played hard to get i never gave into it i was always the last person to say i love you the last person to ask i'm the first one (laughs) no see i'm see that's how we're different because i i'll push the limit in a relationship to see like let's see how long this person can, can put up with me with me not giving like you're my, more strict and you're you're like right because i, I didn't want to be hurt be. yeah where in a in a friendship i i think i'm such a ple- people pleaser and i just want people to be happy and like enjoy my company that i i ignore the signs of toxic people well, like I, this, I mean i used to be like that just at some point you just well you really well i think you you yeah, end you up can't be the fucking pushover in relationships and i mean i'm not like, like that anymore i, I know. think between the between the la- the last two years of my life and then like a little bit of like college like I, I just said like with that roommate example like i'm trying so i'm trying so much to just like to put all my energy into the people that i really care about versus yeah. others because then people just end up using you like i had a i, ooh, I had some toxic people that i thought were friends in my life I think one really big example of like a toxic uh, friendship was realizing that it was always a competition. Mm. And I think that's really scary when it comes to a friendship where you stop being a hype man or hype woman for your friend when it comes to achievements or success and you end up turning it into like a race. No, I don't like that. That's, I and mean, that, that's a huge red flag. Yeah. And that was real. I think that was just like really eye opening to realize that like that somebody could switch like that. I guess mm-hmm. that you, that, you know, any type of form of success or happiness could be put over someone that you care about. Yeah. And, and people are like easily threatened. And especially right. if they start to see like you gain some kind of notoriety or you're you're climbing the ranks and all this stuff like that could change who you are as a person in a positive light like that would change your life for the better and it would make you happier and fulfilled then that changes the relationship you have with that person and everybody's selfish to some degree and it's like well gabby can't be too happy because then we can't bitch together and it's like then it just it you just see what someone's intentions are and it's like if you if you're only out for yourself it's yeah it's I, yeah i think that's re- and i think it, that that type of toxic friendship is heightened more when you enter the real world right like you enter like um um whether it's a corporate environment or a full-time in working environment or um more adult relationships where it's not like hey let's go sneak out and mm-hmm. drink underage like you're like full adults like you're making you're making you know reservations for dinner together you're planning trips with people you are um scheduling meetings with people that you work with they're just like different scenarios where it becomes more apparent to you um the like warning signs of a toxic person that you wouldn't recognize when you were younger like i didn't know what i didn't even know toxic people existed when i was in like high school they existed you just yeah you just were in your life but it just wasn't even like a thought for you yeah you know like it, it you didn't even have to worry about that where now it's like you just gotta you gotta protect yourself yeah men- that's your mental health is the most important thing and like i said like i i was even doing some work for like an older woman like over like quarantine and stuff like just trying to help her out she's like a 
sweet person. Like I, yeah. I just know her um, as like a regular. She was so life sucking. Like she and it just so needy. And I'm like, there's. I'm like, I can't like, and you, and like I said, like spotting those people, like they seem helpless yeah. and like, there's a nurturing aspect to me. Like I want to help people. I am a people pleaser too. But at some point, like you just are like, wait, I'm doing all for what? This. Yeah. And it's just like, you ask yourself for what? And it's like people that just get away with like using like, a, like seeing like an opportunity of someone yeah. being the nurturer and the people pleaser and just using it for your, to your benefit. And it's like, you know, when you, when you're getting used. Yeah. And then just like not getting paid for your value or like not being acknowledged right. and just going way too much. It's like all, all those TikToks you see, it's like, <laughs> I'll, I, I do too much at work. Like I, I work too hard <laughs> at work for what I'm paid. And so it's just like, I, I, I think that could, I think that idea can be applied to friendships and relationships. Like, oh, you're yeah. doing too much. Like you, um, I forget where I heard this example. I'm probably going to butcher it. Maybe it's like some on one of Oprah's like podcasts, but uh you one of you like in relationships and friendships one or one of you is going to be the planter and the other is going to be like the garden that needs like tending to mm. but that like you can't always be the the garden you can't like, you, you gotta have switch to be, roles you gotta switch point. roles and, yeah. if, and if you guys are both like the garden you guys can't be together because right. you're just not you just can't always right. be the other like that person well it's that true i mean it's it's also what they say it takes two to tango but like mm-hmm. also that needs to be like evenly distributed yeah. like you both need to put in the amount of work or you have to help when needed like right i know between our relationship there's times where like i was struggling and you were there to pick me up yeah. and then there's times where you were struggling i'm there to pick you up and it's never a competition it's just like that's what you do when you care about somebody. right and i've never i've i've genuinely have never experienced that until probably this year if if not mostly with yeah. you of just you normal like i have no problem if I, I used to pride myself on being such a good friend to my friends. Like I was always there when someone needed yeah. me and I was always okay with not ever needing them. Like I, I, I do handle things a lot differently and I do internalize a lot and deal with it on my own. And I more recently I've been asking you specifically for mm-hmm. help. And even like I had to ask Carrie for a ride the other day and it's just like, it pains me to ask for help and I fucking hate it. I know. But when you called me out that one time, you're just like, dude, you got to accept some help. And I'm yeah. like, and now like see like being on the receiving end of like a, like what friendship means and like call like you just understanding when i'm having a bad yeah. day or you being there for me and you do so- doing something for me and it's like i my initial reaction is like i hate this cuz like i'm not used to it but it's right. like but it's also uh, the second a I'm, I'm not air. i'm not used to it and it's like yeah. i have and it's just like it just feels good like yeah. knowing and experiencing the true meaning of a healthy friendship yeah for sure with you you're welcome thanks for showing me <laughs> so to recap some of the warning signs when it comes to a relationship or a friendship uh feeling isolated mm-hmm. right like mm. that's 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 a really big one if you're starting to feel isolated from one. like the people around you that are important yourself your true feelings the hobbies that you enjoy and you're just kind of just like you're feeling like you're on this lonely island that's definitely a warning sign um excessive jealousy like we said i think jealousy can be in uh, you know sexual forms but also in friendship forms like if, mm-hmm. if, if if it turns into a competition um with a friend with a friend that that sucks that's you guys aren't in it for the right reason and if you can't trust your partner and jealousy over overcomes like that also is is toxic um you know deflecting responsibilities is another one and you know frequent arguments like 
you don't want to argue with your friends. It's the last thing I want to do. I know. And then obviously if you're changing uh, yourself for that person for the worse. Or hiding yourself. Or hiding yourself. Yeah, like Alyssa said, I think hiding is definitely a better word. If you're hiding yourself and hiding your true feelings, your true personality, your colors, all that stuff, um, that's definitely a red flag. You don't need to like hide who you are. Um, but yeah, I think uh, one really toxic relationship that I would, would like to kind of make public on the on the podcast is uh with my amazon prime account i was i looking i'm like what the <laughs> fuck who <laughs> my amazon prime account me me and me and that account of a very toxic funny. relationship <laughs> and my tiktok my tiktok um is very needy i'm always on tiktok i don't think i have a toxic like, relationship with tiktok yeah you do no i'm not with tiktok okay with what then it starts with s and ends with S. Starbucks. I was, was gonna. I, what? I was thinking like ne- I was gonna say Netflix. <laughs> Starts <laughs> like, with S and ends with S. Netflix. I never would have <laughs> guessed that. Also, I only bought Starbucks twice this week. Okay, so you being defensive and not getting the joke means it's a toxic relationship. I hate that joke. <laughs> <laughs> and what we're bringing to the table today, there's a great article um, by Time Magazine on Lillian Glass. She actually wrote a book in 1995 called Toxic People, and it mm. kind of breaks down the um, warning signs and kind of the makes of a developing toxic relationship, whether it is a friendship or a sexual relationship. Um, it's very enlightening, and once you read it, you probably feel attacked but it's for the best so definitely check it out we will link it on where you can buy it on paperback or kindle on our link tree also we will be linking um hotlines we obviously are not experts on toxic relationships i know i made a joke about it earlier but i can only imagine the domestic and physical abuse that happened yeah, in the relationships sure. and the emotional toxicity and that toll it takes on you when you isolate yourself so there are resources that you can reach out to yeah to get some help with that that's a great point mm-hmm. love that we're with you yeah and if you need anybody to talk to about toxic relationships um contact Alyssa. she's an expert mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right and that wraps up our uh episode on toxic relationships we hope you guys enjoyed and we will see you all next week bye, bye. Thank you.